Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the People's Podcast, where we help you crypt the body of Christ for all generations. My name is DJ, and I am with Cody Martinez and Joshua Alejandro. What's up, everyone? How's everyone doing? I just realized every time I do the intro, I announce your all's last name, but I never announce mine. Wait, what is your name? David Mata. 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 Kuna Matata. That's what I was going to say. Kuna Matata. <laughs> Bro, like, I remember in, in high school, like during football, they nicknamed me Killer. Because of just because of my last name, I was like, "Why? For what reason?" <laughs> or we had a That's football the name coach. You give a small chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys know DJ personally, you would say he's a small chihuahua. Shut up, bro! <laughs> <laughs> but Standing thank you guys for listening. Four foot nine. Wow! Wow! <laughs> I'm no, like, four foot I'm, eight. Okay, like I'm actually almost like six foot, or I'm actually six foot. No, no almost. Bro, you're like what five eight? What? Oh my gosh! You're like five eight. No, I remember. And I remember we had a football coach, and he was just like, "What? What? Get, get him off! Get him off!" I was like, "Bro, I I hated how one he pronounced my name, and two, I'm like, did did I wrong you somehow? Just acted like everything you did was wrong. Yes. <laughs> it's like." Did I ever like wrong you? Did 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 like did you fall off the bed when you were younger or something? Did did the name Mata just like curse you for life or it's something? You were known as the killer Chihuahua, bro. Because I was standing at four four foot eight. All no, right, but we're just kidding, guys. But like, guys, we're we're so <laughs> grateful that we that you guys been listening. Um, we love you guys. We've been praying for every single one of you guys. Um, hopefully this podcast has been blessing y'all. Hopefully that you guys been having an amazing week. Um, what we what we wanted to talk about today, and this is going to be more conversational. Um, we wanted to talk about like the importance of like the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Like, I feel like in Christianity today, we kind of just one we don't really understand the true importance of like what he did and what it what it meant to us. Um, if you think about it, all of Christianity, like the biggest truth that Christianity lies on is the resurrection of Jesus. Like, if that never existed, then Christianity, Christianity would be non-existent, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, I, I feel like when, I feel like we don't really, un- like how I said earlier, the Christians don't really understand the importance of the death, burial, and resurrection because they just kind of, like, I think that they kind of just see it as, like, oh, it's more of a banner than a way of life. Yeah. And I would want, I would want us to go into detail about, like, why is it so important to understand the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus? Well, honestly, like, just practically... Um, like, you know, we had like the panel last night mm-hmm. and then Aaron had said that all anybody needs to do is disprove one, one part is right. the resurrection of Christ. That's all they need to do to destroy our entire faith. That is the sole thing that it's hanging on. Mm-hmm. And it's been all these thousands of years and they haven't been able to do it. Like, that's so crucial to us. Like, we can look at that. There's like so much evidence that I feel like we don't really look at, like, and all that, like stuff, like everybody's accounts but especially that specifically is that jesus died and resurrected that's like the foundation of our faith and like nobody can disprove it till this day yeah because if like like aaron said it's like if they disprove that like we lose everything you know we were our sins are not paid for so that means we have no communion with god right so we have no relational even a chance to have a relationship with him we have no access to him 
So we must pay the price that he paid on the cross. Right. Like we would have endured like the full wrath of God because like, I mean, in the Bible, it says that Jesus took on the wrath of God. So we wouldn't have to like he took on the beatings. He took on the whips. He took on everything. And then and then it goes into the question, like, why? Like, how do people actually know that if any of that actually happened? Well, there's a movie called The Case for Christ. If you haven't watched it, we encourage you. If you, especially if you're a new believer, mm -hmm. we encourage you to watch that movie. When I first watched that movie, it, I remember I was going through so much in my life and, and, and I was actually watching it at our, at our youth pastor's house, Pastor Jay. And like it, I watched, I only watched like a part of it. And because of that, like it wrecked me because it, it showed me why Jesus did what he did. Yeah. Now through the movie, um, it's a reporter who does not believe in God at all. He's just is a full-blown atheist. But his wife, through the movie, becomes a believer, becomes someone who just gives her life to Jesus. And through the movie, the reporter, like him and his wife, just go, like, go through a whole bunch of arguments and stuff because he doesn't want to believe. And so his big spiel is, let me try to disprove the resurrection. If, if, we can, if he can disprove the resurrection, then he can destroy all of Christianity. Mm -hmm. but through all of his research, you know, the doctors, the the psychiatrists, you know, the people that he's actually gone to, no matter the, inf like, the information that this man received, they, like, the only kind of information that he kept getting was, like, it actually happened. There was medical records, you know, there was, there was medical records of, of his death, like, he actually died on the cross, like, the whips, the beatings, the, the inflictions that he bore for us, like he he could have he should have died many times before he even reached the cross but the fact that he got to the cross still alive you know shows that he actually died and then the witnesses i think um the witnesses were roughly around 500 if i'm if i'm not mistaken the question was like well couldn't couldn't jesus just you know brainwashed or persuaded 500 people that he was dead but I remember in the part of the movie, it was the, the psychiatrist was saying like, well, the thing is, that's impossible yeah. because it would be a miracle in itself to brainwash that many people that witnessed the crucifixion. Mm -hmm. And so like without that truth, without that importance, like Christianity would be basically non-existent. Yeah. And like, like, of course, like pray and everything, like get to know him experientially. But I think it's still just as crucial to learn the history. And mm -hmm. to learn, like, all the evidence and stuff like that. Because basically, like, honestly, just that in itself gives you, like, a defense. Yeah. Right. You know, because people are going to come to you and be like, oh, well, your God's not real. And they just come with all these uh, moral questions, you know, just all these things going on in the world. And, well, where's your God in that and stuff like that, you know, and, and whatever. Like, you'll find the answers to those things. Just mm -hmm. look up, like, apologetics and all that. But to know the history and stuff, and you can say, like, you know what? You can't ever disprove my God. Right. Because there is yeah. all this evidence. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, it's literally getting to the point that if you don't believe at this point, yeah. you just don't want to. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's it's either he's real and you don't believe or he's real and you believe. Yeah. That's literally how black and white it's gotten. So much evidence, eyewitness accounts, the um, geography, the psychiatrist, just everything. Like, it's so good to know this stuff because now not only do you know God experientially, but you're like, man, like now you see the reality. You're holding documents. You're yeah. holding all these things of, of not just like the Bible documents, but like, oh, like what he went through, you know, mm -hmm. other people's accounts. And this is the geography and this is where they went and this is how things went. And 
now you see the history of it all. Yeah, right. and it's crazy to me how how we like for me when I was growing up into into him, like finding those things out and that it actually happened like like you know, um he actually was nailed on a cross, like how painful that would be, you know, for us, like like just a just a paper cut for me hurts. <laughs> and then him with the Weak. nails on the cross and getting whipped and having crowns a crown of thorns, like Imagine that, like, sometimes we're walking outside barefooted and we get a thorn on our foot and we're like, ow. And imagine him having thorns on his head, like, literally having thorns on his head Mm -hmm. and taking that for us, taking the pain for us. And and his his death was so significant to our relationship with him and to what we believe in. And I remember, man, I remember it was, like, a few years ago. Um, I was spending time in prayer and and I was just like, God, I want to see something. And he's like, okay. So he told me like, okay, sit up straight and close your eyes. So I, I, I sat up straight and I closed my eyes and and he gave me this super long, vivid vision. And I remember in the vision, I see myself walking through this tunnel. At first it was dark and then I see an, a pathway and I see a lot of people there. Um, like I see a lot of people like just lined up, you know, like it's a pathway in the middle and then there's people on both sides and I'm walking to it. And all of a sudden I see a cross. I see a cross like moving slowly. And as I broke through the crowd, I saw Jesus right there and I saw him just ripped to pieces, shredded. And I was, and in in the vision, it's like, I wanted to intervene, you know, but to everyone else, I was invisible, but he was the only, he was the only person that was able to see me in that vision. And he just kept looking at me and he kept smiling. Just like, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. I took that for you. And, and this is the thing, like, when we talk about like the crucifixion, we talk about the resurrection, we talk about his death, like this is so significant because we need to understand why he took it, why he took that pain, that pun- pain, that punishment. Like when Adam, like Adam was the one who basically like screwed it all up for us. Like we, because of that, we don't have, we never had a relationship with God. Yeah. The only way we were able to have a relationship is we had offering, we, we had to make sin sacrifices. We had to uh, offer, offer bulls, animals as sacrifices. We had to go through a high priest. We had to go through all of that just to even be redeemed. Mind you, this wasn't just relationship. This was redemption. But when Jesus came, not only did he bring redemption, but he brought relationship with them. And it's like, if you like Jesus took on the afflictions, he took on the afflictions of the world. He himself became sin. Mind you, when when you are a sinful, when you have sin in you, you become unrecognizable before the Father. He himself pe- became sin, so so we could be the righteousness of God. So we can actually be noticed, where we can be actually looked at by God with love. Like through this vision, Jesus, like Jesus was telling me, like each part that happened in this vision and what it meant, you know. Like first, like I'll, 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 co- I'll kind of like just wrap this point up. A bit, <laughs> my bad, but it's like in this vision, he he showed me like, like I had I was dressed ragged. Like it was another point of this vision where I was dressed ragged. I was dressed, you know, dirty, filthy. I had like I had a crown of thorns on my head and stuff, and and I felt like and I see Jesus approaching me and he's just coming close to me, and he's like telling me. um, like he's like, um, just come close to me. And I said, okay. And before I know it, I was like, our, our, for, our heads just touched. And then when he pulled away, I just felt like something came off of me. And when I looked down, I noticed that I was in his robes. His robes were made as white as wool. And I looked at him and it's like, he took on my crown of thorns. He took on, 
you know, my my shame, my rags. He himself became unrecognizable before me. I'm like, God, what are you doing? And he told me, like, I did all of this for one reason, because I loved you. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I, I, like, going back to what you were saying, how when you were seeing him and he was unrecognizable. And that's what sin does to us. It makes us unrecognizable to ourselves and knowing who we are. And I love, how, like, for me, it, I just, like, imagined, like, how, you know, how sometimes we're so imperfect and we can't see ourselves as he sees us, you know, and and me thinking how he, he like to the point where he was beaten and whipped and his death was such like such a significance to where he took that cost of our sin that made him unrecognizable to make us recognizable to God. Right. To make us look like him, to make us be white as snow, to be clean and wear his robes and have the crown of victory over our, our lives. And it's like his death was such significant, like was a big significance to me in my personal relationship with him because it shows me that I am made perfect in his image. I am going to him. I'm becoming perfect because I grow into him and I'm becoming just like him. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, like how you were saying about like that he took on Mm -hmm. like our sin and everything that it made us unrecognizable. I heard a preacher say like that there's so many things like this about the cross and stuff that he became unrecognizable on the cross that the Bible says that he was so beaten that you couldn't recognize him on the cross. Mm. And that the reason for that was because we were unrecognizable to God. Right. So when he became unrecognizable on the cross that he took our place, he took where we were at Mm -hmm. and he switched he took what was on him, put it on us and took what was on us and put it on him. And there's like, um, an old Testament correlation where, um, the Israelites are dying by by uh, venomous snakes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And then they're com- they're talking to Moses like, "Save us! We're all going to die." So Moses goes to God, and God gives him the instruction to make a bronze serpent and then pin it on on a pole and hold it up. And that when the people would look at it, they would be healed. Right. And that's exactly what happened. And there's that correlation now that we see in the New Testament that that's what's gonna that's what's happening now is that um, Jesus took on what was killing us. Right. On that tree. And then the Israelites knew whatever, like this was, this is in the Bible that whatever is pinned on a tree is accursed. Yes. Yeah. So when they saw Jesus up there, full of our sins, to all the sin of the world, all iniquity, every trespass pinned on a tree, that was a sign and a symbol to those people saying, this is finished. This is passing away. Yeah. I am taking out what's killing you. And I'm putting on the life that's in me, I'm putting it on you. That's so powerful because it's like, like, uh, you know, I bet every each and every one of us that, you know, who, everyone who's listening and uh, us three here, how we take that to heart and we're just like, man, like he paid that price so we could be blameless and have his robes on our, on us and to just have a communion with him because he loved us. But it also it freed us from a lot of these things from this earth, from this world. It freed us from condemnation. It freed us from sin. It freed us from from a, like our mindset to be able to have his mindset and to love people the way he loved people to love the father the way he loved the father to go do those things that he did and that's it goes on it goes into it's like what was the significance of his life how he lived and how you know he lived he paved a way to show us an example to live like him he paved a way of how how to live have the morals like him to love the father to seek the father in a secret place and not show people that you're so holy, but you're so worthy, but to go to the father genuine with the genuine heart. Right. 
and like um like before we like go into life like i just want to say this like that's why that's why y'all that's why living good being a good samaritan anything you can do it's not it's not enough Right. It's not good enough. The Bible says that our righteousness is as filthy rags to the Lord. Right. Anything that you could do in this world, you could achieve world peace. You could solve every mystery in the world and heal everybody through medicine. It's still as filthy rags to the Lord because your sins have blotted you out. Your sins, just one little white lie was in hell for all eternity. Yeah. That's all it took. So it took the perfect life of Jesus. It took that yeah. spotless, blameless lamb to cleanse everything, everything that we've done, everything that we said or thought, anything that we would do, the blood was always going to be there. But it took that, it took that perfection, a life of perfection to cleanse all sin. Right. And like, even, even before he died, like we don't, we, he never really understood like why, like why was that so important to us? Why was yeah. it, why was his death so important? It's like, we guys, we need to understand this. Like we were in, like we were uh, enemies towards God. The Bible says that if you like, if you go against me, if like God's like the Bible says that if you are in the world, then you are an enemy of God. Mm. If you are wanting to be a part of the world, or even put it like if, like if if you are someone who is, um, you know, you say that you're a Christian, like, and I made this point yesterday during um during service last night, like, I don't like I'm tired of wearing Jesus like a shirt on Sunday and then taking him off the rest of the week. Like we like we need to understand like we need to like the price that he paid wasn't just so we can wear the label of Christian on our lives. No, like he paid a price so we can be redeemed with God. Like we like I said, and like we were saying, we we weren't we weren't recognizable before God. Mm. Like uh, we were the only way we can be somewhat recognizable to God is if we offered a temporary sacrifice, which temporarily forgave us of our sins and stuff. And it's like, if you, like, that's the thing, guys, like, we were in sin, we were in death, we had no way to enter into the kingdom of heaven, we were filthy, we deserved every bit of the wrath of God, we deserve the crucifixion, mm-hmm. we deserve the whips, we deserve the crown of thorns, and not everyone knows that, like, everything that Jesus did, a man who did absolutely nothing wrong, decided, you know what, I'm going to take this upon me, why? Because I loved Mm-hmm. I love because he did not like G- God created us so we can be in fellowship with him. And because that that bridge was burnt during Adam, he needed to send another person in our place so we can be in communion with him. That's the thing. Like if like God did that so we can be in relationship with him so we can truly know who he is and who we are in him. Right. And like. Like, how we're, like, talking about, like, the death and sacrifice and everything. Like, he didn't just live and die. Like, he didn't just, like, die and make that sacrifice. He yeah. also lived. Right. And, like, like like I said earlier, like, there's just so many, like, facets to his life. Like, there's just so many things we can look at. Like, if you want to know, like, man, what, how, how is my life now supposed to look like as a Christian? Like, I'm a new believer. How am I supposed to look like? Look at the life of Jesus. Right. That's how it's supposed to look like. And I always, like... I hear a preacher say this like all the time and like people get very offended. Um, <laughs> but he says, don't make him special. And like, he doesn't mean like, oh, Jesus isn't anything significant. He is. He's our Lord and he's our savior. We we honor him. We reverence him. Like he is definitely above us. Like we're not downplaying him. What this preacher wants us to understand is that the Bible saying, be like him. 
And when we say, oh, well, that was Jesus, we're making him like somewhere unreachable. Yet God's like, I'm telling yeah. you to live like me. Right. I made you in my image and mm -hmm. likeness. And obviously, we don't all look like each other unless you're twins. You know, we don't all look <laughs> like each other. So then God must mean something else. Yeah. We're supposed to be the image of love. We're supposed to be the image and likeness of God. If, and if you see um, the life of Jesus, you will see the Father. It says in John 14, 9, when he's telling his disciples, if you've seen me, then you've seen yeah. the Father. So Jesus came and perfectly demonstrated the heart of the Father. Mm -hmm. So if you want to know how to live like a Christian, if you want to know what your life is supposed to look like, then just look at the life of Jesus. Right. And like even even Matthew chapter five, I think it's first uh, 49, where it says, just as my heavenly father is perfect, so you are perfect. Yep. It's like Jesus, like Jesus himself said, go out and do these things. Like, look, if Jesus himself said, and I believe it says in John chapter 11, where Jesus himself says, you will go out and go do even greater things than I have ever done. That shows like like and I, I know this might like how you said it might make some people upset like oh well don't make him so important like no like how you said yes jesus is our everything through him we like through him we get we get to be with him yeah. we get to know him we get to live like him we get to love like him but but it's like jesus himself said like i i showed you how to live i showed you how to represent my father i showed you how to live a life that is pleasing unto God, but also in relationship with me. Right. Like, and, and I remember one time, like God was telling me, like what you believe is what you will see. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you believe like, oh, well, I'm always just going to be here. You know, we're always going to sin, brother. We're always just going to be here. Then no matter what you do, even if you read the Bible, you will try to find reason to back that up. Right. But if you believe otherwise, if you believe what the Bible is truly saying, be holy as I am holy, yeah. I've made you perfect, your flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone, you've died with Christ and resurrected with him, now you can live in that newness of life. If you believe all these things, then you'll start living that way. And that's, that's so good. Like, like for us, I think we take that to heart. Like, we try, I think, <laughs> at least for me, I'm more condemned with when i mess up because i'm trying to live like him and i'm acknowledging him i'm like you said i could live like you you're saying this and i'm believing for that lord but i get convicted in my heart when i mess up slowly or something very very small but but i think it's going back to him that allows me to, to be like him and, and just seeking that and saying lord you said i could do this and then i want to do this i want to become like you i want to live like you i want to have my mindset i think everywhere I, I go i'm trying to be like him i'm trying to be the best representation of him because he says that in his word right so why can't we be like that why can i show him the demonstration everywhere i'm at you know it says like there's a time the bible says there's a time and place for everything time to cry time to joy time to laugh right you know but for me it's just like i want to be like him every day every hour every second because i'm sure he, he joked around with the disciples i'm sure he was a, a, a funny guy you know and and by us not making him special in that in that perspective, it allows us to become like him and just to look like him. And that's what's that's basically what a Christian should do is look like him. It says that in his word. So why why can't we do that? Right. Like we're not saying like guys, we're not saying take away his divinity. Yeah. Like we're not saying that not at, at all. all. Like without him, we can't live a life like him. Like yeah. he is that bridge. He is that gap. And the thing is like Look, the thing is, God himself, who has no limitations, limited himself. 
God himself took, like, he came off his throne so he can endure the limitations of the flesh. So he can endure the limitations of human, of, 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 you know, uh, human, human being of man. And that's the thing. Like he demonstrated a life of righteousness with the limitations of man. And I heard this argument saying like, well, he was able to do it because he was God. I'm like, okay, yes, we understand he was God, but he was tempted like man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He endured trials and tribulations like man. He's scr- God. Yeah, he he <laughs> he scraped his knee like us. He laughed like us. He cried like us. That's the thing. He, like though he was God, he was fully man. Meaning that the way he lived, we can live too. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. the thing is, and like with because of his death. We are because of his death and his resurrection. We are able to live like that. Like, like who? Like I'm tired of living with with hate and anger and frustration and depression and anxiety. Like, like not once in the Bible does it say like, as a Christian, we are gonna live like that for the rest of our life. Like, no. Right. If yeah. Jesus Himself was love, was joy, was patient, was kind, was was all of these amazing things. He said we can be like this. Mm-hmm. He's he was the full representation of the Father, and because like we shouldn't like if that's the case, if we can't represent that, then why should we call ourselves Christians? Like for me, exactly. But when when I'm looking at the at the word and how it, you know, later on it talks about how Paul wrote the rest of the uh, the New Testament. It doesn't say that he went back, right? And and, mm-hmm. and that shows that there's a life that we can live. Like Jesus, because it doesn't show how like the rest of the disciples. It shows how they they passed away, right? But it doesn't show them going back into their old nature. So that means there's a way, there's a possible way that where we can live like Jesus. There's no record in the New Testament afterwards where where they go back into to the old things, right? Right. And like the life that Jesus lived, like we've said it before, the life that Jesus lived, he lived as a man empowered by the Holy Ghost. And when Jesus died, the Bible says that the veil between uh, the people and the holies of holies was torn from the top to the bottom to make it like irrefutable that, hey, God is inviting you in. What used to be off limits to everybody else is now living inside you. Mm-hmm. What will you do with that life now? You now have the Holy Ghost inside of you and you're saying, man, I can't live holy. Well, the Holy Ghost isn't dirty. Right. Like, mm-hmm. man, well, well, I can't. I don't, I don't think I have the power to heal somebody. I don't think I have... It's not you. Maybe in your flesh you don't, but the Holy Ghost lives inside of yeah. you. And now instead of you taking one step, the Holy Ghost can take that step and take you miles. So good. And it's like looking at that, just looking how, see, after he was on the cross and he resurrected, it empowers us. Like you just said it, like it's the veil torn and it gave us access to him, like greater things. So now we can go seek the father and have him on this earth. We have him in our hearts. We have him everywhere we go. And when we're there, we take off, we right, go right. further, we become like him, we get to go do deliverances, we get to go heal people, we get to give word of knowledge, it's just encourage people and bring them to the Father, bring them to Jesus and say, this is what he did for you. He changed everything, he gave his life and sent you into a greater path, into a path just like him. Right, right. And, and I just want to like say something real quick, like about like healing and deliverance, because many people like often say like, oh, well, you know, healing... Well, God doesn't want to heal God. That's not God doing deliverance and stuff like that. And like, 
if it wasn't, then hear me, hear me when I say this, then Jesus just spent his entire life and ministry destroying the works of God. If healing, if, if sickness and stuff was, was of God, then Jesus spent his whole life destroying it. If God wanted you to have devils, then Jesus mm-hmm. spent his whole life destroying it. And God is not contradictory. Jesus said himself that a house divided against itself cannot stand. Yeah. Like how, how can the, how can Satan's kingdom stand if it's divided against itself? They're fighting against each other when they accused him of having the spirit of Beelzebub or mm-hmm. being like of that spirit. So, and he said that they cannot stand then obviously he's not going to be against his father, against the Holy Ghost. They are in communion and perfect unity. I want to read uh, a couple of scriptures. Romans chapter 5, verse 6 says, While we were yet weak in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Uh, Rarely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man some would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. How much more than being now justified by his blood shall we be saved from the wrath through him? It's like, like I said, through him, we are now justified. Like you can't live a holy and righteous life that is pleasing unto God without the death and without the burial and without the resurrection of Jesus. Like you can't, like this is the thing. The Bible even says, and I believe it says in Romans chapter 6, where it says, the same way Christ died, we died. Meaning, if Jesus, like I said, Jesus himself took on sin. We were sinners, but yet Jesus himself became sin. So the same way he died, we died. Meaning that sin is dead. That sting has no power over our lives anymore. Sin is dead. He was buried. The same way he was buried, we were buried. But the same way he resurrected and holiness, righteousness, perfection and being made right with God. So have we. We are now the righteousness of God. It's like for those of you that are listening, some of you might be struggling with anxiety, depression, anger, frustration, suicidal thoughts, deep things that are pulling you away and making you feel worthless, pathetic. Like all of these things are just adding are just eating you alive and you're wondering how do i make it stop how do i how do i how do i rid myself of these things and this is the thing you run to the cross Mm. you run to him you may you like you run to him and you cry out saying god i believe in what you have done I believe that you took on my iniquity. I believe you took on my pain. I believe you took on my frustrations. All of these sins, like how Josh was talking about deliverance, like he is our deliverer. We could not have been delivered from the things that limited us to this world if it wasn't because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. He is the one that sets us free. He is the one that makes us whole. He is the one that makes us righteous. He is the one that gives us full identity in God. You are wondering how do I be how do how like how do I become the righteousness of God? You believe in the work that was already done at the cross. You believe that what Jesus paid for, that his blood that was shed on the cross, the death that he took upon himself so we can be made right. If you want to be made right with God, believe in what he's already done. Right. He did all of that so we could be made new. He did that so we can know who we are in him. We are children. 
of God. We are his, we are his children. We are his bride. We are the, the, we, the Bible says that we are a friend of God. The Bible says that we are an, we are the apple to his eye, that we are a sweet fragrance to him. Like all of that has been done through Jesus. And because of that, we can live like him. We can go and pray for the sick. We can go and cast out devils. We can go out and show love. We can be the light in the darkness as the Bible says in chapter Matthew chapter five, be the light in this dark world because through him, him, we represent Jesus Amen. through every part of our lives. Right. And I just hope, like, as we close out here, I just hope that this has encouraged you and, and, and giving you some insight to everything that, that Jesus did in his life. And, and don't just see it as like, oh, well, Jesus just came, he lived, he died, resurrected, went to the Father. Like, look at all the things that he accomplished through that. Yeah. Just I, I want y'all to just go throughout your week and continue to think on these things. Whenever you start feeling discouraged, you start seeing something that, that's contrary to what God has promised you. Think think on these things. And I, I just want to finish off with this last thing. Like some of y'all think, how can I live that way? How can I how can I live the way Jesus lived? How can I do that? Like I think like some people think it's impossible. Some people think it's super impossible to live the way Jesus did. Mind you, Jesus himself paved a way and represented a life that we could live. A life of love, joy, peace. And I'm not saying that the moment you're with him, the moment you run to him, like everything's going to be peachy. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that the moment you give your life to the Lord, that, you know, all of your circumstances is going to change. But what will change is your heart. What will change is how you see things. What will change is is all of these holes and these gaps that are in your heart, they will be full and satisfied through him. And even when you are going through hell and high water, even when you feel like you're like you're you feel like you can't keep going the moment that you are with him. It's like the most that people can do is squeeze you. And the only thing they're going to get out is Jesus. It's like you you can live a life like that. We're not saying take it into works. We're not saying, we're not saying like white knuckle grip this race and try every effort to live like him. No, what we are saying is just be. The problem is, it's like we have a problem of just being like him when he's already made that way for us. We can't like, we can't be like him through our own strength. We can't be like him through our own motives. We can try our best. We can run after him. We can do all of these things, but yet, if we don't believe in faith that we can just simply be, then we are simply missing the point. Well, right, man. And we just want to thank you all for listening in. And I'm going to go ahead and pray for you all. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray that every single person that listens to this and everybody that they know, God, that you bless them, Father. Bless them at work. Bless them in their lives. Bless them in anything that they do, God, whatever their occupation, whatever role, if they're a mother, father, brother, sister, son, daughter, anybody, God, just bless them, Father. For anybody that's not a believer, Lord, I just pray that they come to know you and let the ones that know you, Father, come to know you even more, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that you protect them, Father, give them provisions and continue to encounter them, God, deeply all throughout their week, Lord, and let the power of your life, your death, your burial, your resurrection and ascension. Let that power and reality hit their lives and open up their eyes to you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.
Guys, we love you. We appreciate you. We honor you. We thank you guys for all the support and the love that you guys give us. Um, we just pray that you have an amazing week, and we will see you all next week. God bless. Thank <laughs> you.